0: You were listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. It is good to be here. Happy was New Year. Second episode of the new year. What episode is this? 16? Episode 116. Wow. We are in this. We've done a few episodes. We have. We broke 100. And I was talking to- We
1: can now go into syndication.
0: We can. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, we talked about winter is coming. We did. Last week, we talked about the Matrix, red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to talk about a few things, but how to start the year off, right?
1: That's a good, I think that's a good topic.
0: What's a good foundation for like a healthy, I don't know, 2022? All right. No,
1: let's, let's make it more personal,
0: not just big picture.
1: What do you need to do? No, maybe I should ask this in a more controversial way. What don't you do that makes your day bad? And then what do you do that helps you have your best day?
0: So last week, I was pretty depressed. When we were in here, I thought I was decently open about it, but I couldn't even watch the video. I didn't post any clips about it either on the Instagram because I just felt sad. Um, but here's the thing. I think I do everyone around me a disservice because we kind of had a bad week, mm-hmm. me and you. No one really knows about it, Yeah, but me and you had a bad week. We had a tough week. We were fighting pretty much from the moment we walked into the office to the end of the week. Um And we were talking, I was talking about, you know, today I was walking in, I was like, I realized do my family and everyone I work for works for me a disservice. If I haven't like worked out in the morning, eaten, slept well, I guess even before I work out, Mm -hmm. sleep well, so go to sleep on on time, wake up on time, go for a run or some kind of exercise, Mm -hmm. have a coffee, have a little bit of food, get into the office early, get prepared for my day and get stuff done. That seems like a lot before you start, but I feel like if I don't achieve something on, in, my, like, in my mental health in mm-hmm. my physical health and in my, my, my health for my soul, whether it's praying mm-hmm. or listening to a podcast or getting to the scriptures or even just like listen to worship music for me in person of faith, that helps me. Mm-hmm. So usually I'm starting something and I'm blasting it in the shower or a podcast. But I, I think those are some steps that I've identified that if I don't start to establish in my day-to-day routine, 2022 is going to be a rough one. Mm. What about you? What are your things?
1: Well, one of the things I've uh, set into place for this year is I have a habit of waking up and laying in bed. Okay. And not getting up right away. How long? Um, don't want to say? Don't want to say. But what I do is I turn on my phone and I start going through and checking all my messages. So I check my emails, my texts. I check uh, Instagram, DMs. I check LinkedIn I, and I respond to everything while I'm still in bed for the first hour. Okay. And I decided that that's a bad pattern. So um, this morning, um, I got a, I woke up and uh, reminded myself, took me a few minutes, that I'm going to start jumping out of bed. So it was about 6.30 in the morning, jumped out of bed, took a shower, got myself ready to roll, was um, <clears throat> ready to go by 7. And uh, it made a huge difference in my day was able to have some time with my wife.
0: You're ready to go by seven. Yeah? On God.. Yeah. <laughs> and seven.
1: Uh, yeah, you, you, you have your mom's number. <laughs> and, Wait, um, okay. She had gone to get coffee, so she didn't get it for me, because
0: mom's been up since like 4:30.: Yeah,
1: it's like, you know there's no crazy. way to beat her.: No, no. And so I got up and then um, went and got a uh, little bit of coffee. You know, and uh, very small. I'm trying to cut down on caffeine. Okay. And so I did a half decaf because decafs taste decaf like Decaf is trash, huh? It's just horrible. It's terrible. And uh, we sat together. We talked about a few things, worked out some things. And then I took off and went to a uh, uh, physical regimen uh, by 9 o'clock this morning. And it was physical re- you mean you went to work out? And no, because I was going through other kind of like testing and stuff. Right? Oh, okay. You so know. you're doing
0: like a, a physical breakdown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And um, mostly they're doing like, <laughs> because of um, all the injuries in my life, they they were doing a massive injury assessment to see which part of my body still moves, what functions, right. what exercises I can do and shouldn't do. And, okay. you know, when you're 63, you have to be really strategic about getting healthy. Right. And, uh, and about optimizing um, your capacity. And so, um, yeah. So one of the things I made a decision was, Hopping out of bed, okay, and getting myself ready, um, and then getting to work. So a lot of times I get to work and then get myself ready. Okay, and I just told myself psychologically I want to get myself ready and then get to work.
0: Okay, um,
1: and um, you know made a commitment. Told you know your mom, hey, I'm. I just want you to know on notice I'm going to be working out three, four times a week at least, and um, which I have to kind of let her know because um, it, it affects our time schedule. And then I called her and said, hey, would you commit with me to eat healthy and be healthy for the next three months? Yeah. And um, so I, I kind of see things as as very much um, integrated and segmented. Uh, you're right. Oh, I went to bed early last night, which is very hard for me. What time? Uh, 11.30. Okay. For me, that's super early. For you,
0: that's like six hours earlier than it's, what you normally go to It's several bed. hours
1: earlier than I normally go to sleep. Right. So I went to bed at 11.30. And, um, so yeah sleeping ahead of time i know it's really important getting up early uh dealing with your um you know your your physical well-being dealing with your your spiritual posture connecting to god um connecting to jesus in a really intimate way getting yourself uh, i don't want to use a word that you know is like a trigger word i guess whatever i was like but I, what's get, a trigger word go you know getting yourself centered it, it, is that a trigger it, word? I don't know. It just it, a lot of people. How would that it.
0: be? How would that be? I don't know. Certain
1: words that Christians use, certain words Christians don't use.
0: Wait, what do you mean? Why was that a trigger word? I want. To, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I,
1: it's just not language usually here, like in faith. But I also think this is really important. What do you
0: feel like? What do you feel like you hear in faith?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly, the the language leaves me right now. Uh, maybe like have your quiet time, or okay. or you know, oh,
0: like spend time with God. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and yeah. but you're not really talking about outcomes. You're usually talking about outputs, like read your Bible, pray, you know, and those are outputs. Oh, outcomes are that you actually are centered. Oh, that's amazing. That you're connected with that. And so I think a lot of times spiritual disciplines in the Christian world have been more focused on on actions rather than outcomes.
0: Something I, go into that, because something I find really interesting is a lot of my, uh, you know, some of my friends will ask every once in a while, what, um, how I feel about meditation. Do you meditate? See and that's that's an output, but it's not an outcome. See uh, what's the goal of
1: meditation? The goal of meditation is to be centered. it's right. and, and so the real question should be what do you do to get centered? Yeah And you know it could be a walk. it could be uh, it could be a run. It, yeah. you know, it yeah, could yeah. be spending time in a corner you know with the Bible and just praying. It, like it, whatever the process is to connect you profoundly to Jesus, and uh to have you centered so that you're not driven by your emotions right. and that you're you have clarity in your life and you're able to face the day with the best version of yourself. And I, I want to add one other component. I think when you get centered in your relationship with Jesus, faith is a massive component. Not faith as a belief system, but faith as a as an um activating reality where the where God is actually energizing you, giving you strength, giving you courage. And I find in my life when I have a uh, big faith, when I, when I have this great confidence that God is with me and that I can accomplish anything with him, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, you know, Philippians 4.13, um, that actually affects my life. It affects the way I make choices. It affects my courage. It affects my determination. And it makes a
0: huge difference. I always find this really interesting. Psalms 1 talks about meditation. It says, "Like I yeah. will meditate on your laws days in, day and night, right? But I think there is something biblical about meditation. It, it, Absolutely. And, I think, and for the forward outcome of, or for the, the, the desired outcome to be um, not just an action, but mm-hmm. something that's centering, something that's bringing peace into your life, bringing everything that, you know, God says that we should have, like, mm-hmm. you know, peace, patience, all the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. All of those things, right? Yeah, and, I,
1: and I, I'm going to work my way up to it, but I'm hoping I can...
0: Um, have my phone off at least two hours every day yeah I'm trying to teach and, you how to just turn your phone asleep like how to turn it <laughs> like just to, how to let it sleep and have personal time you know
1: yeah and there's a lot of people know hey I'm not available right now
0: yeah yeah that's yeah. actually a good thing that's a good thing and yeah. I, I like I actually like the new update the new update actually keep protects you have you seen the new update
2: on that iPhone protects you from what
0: I mean like if I say that I'm on personal or on focus it it does not ping me unless you're in my like like uh, my su- my list of people that I want to hear from. Oh. So if like I put like work apps inside of the workspace, when I click work, it'll let my email come through, all my notifications come through, my Slack come through. But when I go like 9.30, my phone goes sleep.
2: That's so cool. And
0: so I only wow. hear from people that if I'm thinking about it, and I want to reach out to those people. I just don't even respond.
1: So I just put my phone on uh, sleep now at 9.30, I think. Okay. And yeah, when you showed me that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But then it has like an auto wake up mm-hmm. alarm system and the whole thing. And I like it. No. Okay. So can we break into a couple of things or do you have something you want to talk about? I have a question. Why are Christians so afraid of going back to church? Or are they just uninterested? Well, I think
1: that if you did a survey, okay, Christians are not afraid to go back to sports, <laughs> to sporting events. And I I think that that um, the, well, the SoFi Stadium is packed with Christians watching the Rams play or the Chargers play. Right. I so it's, so that, do you
0: feel like it's people just being un, uninterested?
1: Yeah, I think the Stable Center is full of Christians watching the Lakers and the Clippers. And, yeah. and um, I think that Christians seem to be the most likely people to not worry about masks and going to restaurants and going back to all the day activities and taking their kids to soccer, you know, uh, camps and, and, um, it seems that the, the last thing that people are choosing to go to right now is church and, or to uh, well, work, I think is the last thing. <laughs> no. Work is the thing they definitely yeah, no. don't want to go to. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Christians actually are going to work, but maybe that isn't I think true either.
0: I think everyone's working. I don't think they're going to the office, though. Yeah. So, so what do you think it is?
1: If I went with just the conversations I've had, the number one reason right now families aren't going back to church where they don't go back to church is that they can't afford for their kid— to not be allowed to go back to school and having to quarantine, quarantine them for two weeks to a month. Some schools right now, I think Brooke is one of those, was saying that if Milo gets sick or if you guys travel or something, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to take him back for a month.
2: No. Every other parent has kept their kid out for a month.
0: So, did they give you that money back?
2: So far, um, Milo did get COVID over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was really upset with their policy and they did refund me. Oh, But normally we pay. When he's sent home sick, and he was has been sent home sick a lot.
1: Uh, wow! And and as a parent, if you don't have a flexible schedule or flexible flexible workflow, you have to leave your job for a month to watch your kid. It's crazy. And so I think that the primary, because what I'm noticing is it here in L.A., the primary holdback are families with kids, and um, I saw seventy five percent drop in kids. In our South Pasadena campus, because parents are either are, are someone sick or they're worried about their kid not being able to go back to school. Right. So, I so maybe the reason they're not going back to church is that they're going back to the games because they're just there as
0: adults. I did find this interesting, and I'm going to be very careful with what I say mm-hmm. because a lot of people obviously they go to Mosaic, listen to the podcast, but you you did create a, so South Pass as it's a beautiful theater that's been renovated yeah. that we renovated during COVID, and the downstairs is for anyone who kind of, you can wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. Upstairs, though, you have to be vaxxed and you have to wear wear a mask. mask. Yeah, We don't do that in Hollywood. No. Uh, We kind of just trust people Mm -hmm. and just let people do what they feel comfortable. And we're not going to mandate things. Right. We don't think the government should mandate things, so we don't mandate things. We just want people to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. But I did find something interesting. We were up in the balcony, me and you. Right. And there were people who were... They're in the, so they're in the space where you have to be vaccinated. You have to wear a mask, right. but they're not wearing masks. No, they were wearing no, masks. No, uh uh-uh. I was watching. There were couple people who was like pulling them down while they were singing. And I was laughing. <laughs> I'm like, you want to come up here to follow the rules so you can break them. But it doesn't matter. I do think that
1: uh, when people are concerned, they're more concerned that other people obey the rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is an interesting thing, right? Yeah. And I'm not, like, there's no shade. It's just it's just a funny, no. like, funny human thing. But
1: but I, I think it's interesting because we've had people tell us just point blank. You know, we're not coming back unless everyone's wearing a mask. We've also had other people tell us point blank. Uh, we would love to come back. We just can't risk our kids not going to school. Uh, we've had other people tell us we'd love to come back. And, uh, but uh, we're scared. Yeah. You, you know, we're yeah. scared about COVID, Omicron, Delta. We're yeah. scared. and And there are people genuinely who are fearful and are are afraid. And, and I do think it's an interesting uh, time of self-reflection, you know, because you can talk about faith until it actually has real credibility right. in real life. And I, right. I just think that the reality is that Americans have a very thin faith, that the people who believe in Jesus across America overwhelmingly— I mean, everybody's saying, oh, you know, Christians don't believe in the science— um, well, I actually do. I think that some of the best scientists the world has ever created were Christian, uh, were Christians, and there were people of faith. Right, and uh, so I think that's kind of absurd. Uh, but I also think sometimes Christians don't necessarily believe in, 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 um, and I almost say like the afterlife, you know, because we're so afraid that right. it, it right. just feels like we're we're terrified. We're afraid of sickness. We're afraid of death. We're afraid uh, of so many different things, and. Um, and when you look at the reality of this whole situation, uh, life is full of challenges. Life is full of risks. You cannot live life well. And this is why I want to move beyond, you know, because you're asking me why people don't go to church. And I think it's because overwhelmingly, I think people are afraid. Okay. And you cannot live your life well when you're afraid. Right. For, forget uh, COVID. Forget, you know, what vaccinations mean, I and everything else. So I ever,
0: this, well, I can't. What, what do you mean?
1: No, no, I'm just saying. Like even if that were not the scenario, okay. See, because I, I remember all the way back in 9/11. After 9/11, a lot a lot of Christian speakers canceled their events because they were afraid to fly. Yeah, and when when. You know, there were, there were issues with um, SARS and, and different cities. A lot of yeah. events, you know, speakers canceled because they wouldn't go. And so a lot of times, in fact, I remember one time there was SARS in Toronto, and I was the only speaker who went at this particular weekend. And the people who canceled were like famous, like- I went with you. Famous you. F- faith healers yeah, and famous speakers on, um, on like faith and prosperity and health and wealth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, wait a minute, it's interesting how when- the, the reality gets real, <laughs> right. you know, um, right. our faith actually, um, gets redirected. It's so interesting. Isn't yeah. It? I just want to be consistent. I try to live my life consistent when things are safe and when things are not safe. Yeah. And, you know, and. So do you think people yeah. will come back?
0: Cause I don't know.
1: Well, I think a lot of people have, uh, found, um,
0: online to be very satisfying <laughs> for them and they <laughs> i watched it sunday night i watched our sunday night mm-hmm. but i and i was actually like really impressed i was like man i don't if i lived somewhere else i wouldn't be unhappy i was right. like this is great this right. is this is a re- i feel connected i feel i feel like i li- watched a great message i felt really i felt really interested into it yeah but you've said for quite a while you've said for quite a while that
1: you felt the new reality is that more people are going to tr- going to church online and not show up in person Uh, are you are you changing your mind on that
0: no no I think if you do it well and you do it right more people your online presence should be bigger than your in-person presence we're trying to figure out how to communicate like our online presence and also like our in-person presence because Mm -hmm. we're doing the best of series online which was meant Mm -hmm. to be in person right which is what we did during COVID because you know we were just doing online messages sure but then we d- you decided, which I think is awesome, to to um to have Joe Smith and have David Arcos speak locally on their campuses, yeah, at the at the campuses in South Pass and Hollywood, and then you had them switch. That was a really cool strategy. Um, but we still kept our online gatherings, which are you and you. We released uh, a message called "What is it? Expand your capacity." Right. And the downloads in one day were so incredible. It was it was. I'm showing. I'm gonna show you the number real quick. It was really really strong. Just for one day, wow! Just on the just on just on just on podcast, not even like YouTube and all those things. That's amazing, amazing. So that's See, just listen. That's yeah. just audio. I just I just want to say, look, if you're let's say if you're a part of Mosaic
1: online, the goal for us is not to have more listeners. Yeah, the goal is to actually have people join the movement of what Mosaic is, and so okay. if you are taking on the core values of Mosaic and engaging and impacting the world with us, then to me, you're like fully the church.
0: And I'll say this, it's okay if you just wanna to listen to and just share it. That's, I'm down for that too. <laughs> Cause that's like, like you, you're you yeah, always calling people to the most and I yeah. love that. And for me, I'm like, what I love about even just like the online stuff is that, is that the world is so big now, You ha- you can have a voice in a kid's ear who's riding a bike in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who, who's on a train in Moscow. And you just you can have these kind of conversations with people all around the world just from hitting subscribe. You know, like it's such, it's such a fascinating kind of reality to me. Yeah. So like our online is 100x what our in person is. Sure. And that for me I'm going okay, we're doing something right in one area, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And the and w- people will catch up. Yeah. I think people will start coming, people will continue to go if we can't keep building this. Mm-hmm. And I was really shocked because in South Pass, there, there was not a ton of people coming this last Sunday. It was, it was more than the week before, it's growing each mm-hmm. week. We're still early in January. Right. We don't also never talk about numbers, this. Right. but sometimes I wonder if no- numbers correlate to faith. Because I think our community is quite big in South Pass, in the mm-hmm. suburb, but the faith is, is um, it's not small, but it's, I almost wonder if sometimes our faith is too smart. We're trying to we're trying to put too much intelligence behind the faith of going like, hey, you got to take a risk. Mm-hmm. For my family. it's more important for my kid to show up and get COVID, mm-hmm. and go to like, hey, we we didn't we weren't a, we weren't scared of COVID because we were smart. Now we know Omicron's not as not as deadly. Kids mm-hmm. aren't dying from mm-hmm. this, really. You know, so like, I, I just wonder if we teach our family systems. You know, I've begged you, like, I wonder if I, I, t- I have this internal conversation all the time. I have such a high desire for safety in my own life because we've you live a very dangerous life mm-hmm. and with that i can only take so many risks in my life <laughs> and i'm forced to take so many risks with you that this is something like i would like to just know for like where i'm sleeping i'm not gonna get robbed or get you know like there's like it's simple things simple things but oftentimes i wonder though if like if 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 we think about our faith as being a faith that is uh, one that takes takes risks or if our yeah. lives are ones that or if we live lives that actually take risks or if we just get afraid to live yeah and i i just know that life is more interesting
1: and it's more exciting when you live with courage and it's more limited and and more suffocating when you live with fear yeah and uh and I think it's part, part of what Jesus does in our life is like to give us more courage than we ever had. And, yeah, um, you know, it's funny because I had to do this massive assessment today and they are like, okay, can you share with us everything that you've ever injured? And, and and I was going through, I'm going, I think I've broken almost everything. And then I said, oh, I forgot, I broke my jaw. So oh, angry. I forgot, I said, oh, I have a torn rotator cuff. Which one? Both shoulders. Oh, knee surgeries and, uh, and you know, and and just going through this list of things. And I realized, and the guy goes, and your goal is to get back on the basketball court and be injured again. Yeah. I said, absolutely. (laughs) Nah, that's
0: the thing though, no. No.
1: No. (laughs) No. And uh, I said, I want to defy what a 63-year-old can do. Then,
0: then, I don't want to get into this right now. We're going to fight.
1: No, it's like you're 26 years old out there and you're living in fear. And you're not going to get your twenties back. I'm more
0: worried about the sixty-year-olds who are living in fear. I'm concerned for them, and I'm saying because I'm going like, if you lived, if you're living this way now, you're going to live the rest of your life like this, and you've lived already like this for so yeah. long. You got to break free. And it's obviously you don't want people to be unsafe, but no. I do. But we were having a conversation. You know, you weren't on it this morning, but you normally are um, with like some of the team leads, and it was like. During COVID, we didn't want to be disrespectful and call people out to, yeah. to be dangerous to put themselves in danger. And mm-hmm. I'm going like, you look at the data, and so much of it is saying that unless unless you are so autoimmune compromised, yeah. you're going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know. And it, that is like we have to call people to live lives of 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 um of taking risks, like yeah. living a life full filled with risk. Uh, it is with, living a
1: life of faith. Living a life of faith. It's yeah, so a great I, way of putting it. Yeah, and. Uh, and you can be pro science and still live a life of faith yeah and science shouldn't fill you with fear no y- you know and if anything we we know so much that we're able to move more intelligently into the future
0: it it is an interesting <laughs> no. it is an interesting thing though right because like it's 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 like correcting the levels the voices in which we listen to right because yeah. it's like you do want to listen to the science you do want to learn mm-hmm. from from everything that's going on in the world but then what what point does that take uh a heavier role, a more primary role inside of our lives than our faith does. Mm -hmm. You know, when did we start focusing on that more than we focus on other things? And so there's so much there, right? And then it's like, I do think so many people's faiths were, I know my faith, like you, you know, we talk about this a lot, like the transition, I I was leading Venice and speaking every week and doing all these things. And now I don't at all, Mm -hmm. I don't speak at all. I'm not necessarily like a leader in that way the whole it's a whole new world and i'm trying to find my place in it Mm -hmm. you know and this podcast has been a great place to kind of root myself and have a a voice but also have a lot of questions and, and get to ask them but everything is looking different yeah you know and so how do you how do you like become someone not only who can take risks but also who can navigate this new world because whether we like it or not we're all having to pioneer right Like, if you live in the suburb, you're having to pioneer. If you live in the city, you're having to pioneer. You have to find a new way in the midst of all of this, like, chaos and crisis. Yeah, this is the new reality. What is the new reality,
1: though? um, The conversations about uh, viruses, pandemics, uh, new diseases, new illnesses. I think uh, a a heightened awareness of everything that could go wrong. I I I mean, talk about... uh, trying to drive a culture by fear I just painfully painfully it was like uh, it was like pulling my nails out uh, but I just watched Don't Look Up oh. and it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life I, I, did the, you, did the you last it, movie I ever thought was that bad was Dogma
0: and, uh, <laughs> the last movie I thought was that bad was Blade Runner oh oh I'm kidding. Original I actually, or remake? No, I like the remake. Now, I took it a few times. It's just boring. If I want to take a nice nap and have a great soundtrack, and then when I wake up, wake up to Ryan Gosling looking at me, then I watch Blade Runner. <laughs> All right. But no, but think about this.
1: All right. Here's here's basically a satire. Uh, it is a per- satire. Promoting environmentalism and telling us that if we don't make changes right away, the world's going to end. Right. And I'm watching this going oh, wow, the strategy with COVID was fear and it worked. And now the strategy with climate change is fear and they
0: assume it's going to work. And They've been trying to scare people about climate change for a long time. Yeah, but they- And it is real. And still no one is afraid enough to do something like (laughs) that. No, but what's funny to me is that I
1: remember when I was a teenager, I was invited to this Christian event and they showed a movie called A Thief in the Night. No. And- Uh, And the whole purpose of that film was to tell us that we're at the end times. The end of the world is coming. I hope so. And and if you don't believe in Jesus, you are going to hell. And I remember watching that movie and everyone getting afraid. And I wasn't afraid at all. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on here? Even then trying to manipulate me with fear did not work and I was a teenager and now in my 60s I'm not going to watch a movie called Don't Look Up Maybe manipulated by fear and I'm going look if you have a great idea if you're right you can actually win that argument in the in the battle of
0: ideas we were talking about this though Uh, the president of El Salvador yes he posted on his Instagram a a um, a PSA yes about how to fight covid did you see this brooke it was brilliant no i didn't it's really interesting and it's president i can't bukele mm-hmm. right yes and he posed this and it is a it's a psa of like a montages of like people working out people drinking water people being outside and being active and taking walks and it and it talks about the entire thing about it like if you want to fight covid the best way to do it is to hydrate yourself Be healthy, get sunlight, stay outside, fight diabetes, fight like being obese, and be a healthier person. It was by no means shaming anyone or making anyone feel bad about themselves. It was like
1: inspiring people to live a healthy life. It was. Because they're connecting the dots that whatever reason our medical society here doesn't want to connect, that obesity, heart disease, uh, being unhealthy are actually- the 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 railroad tracks from which COVID has traveled. Why do you think that is? Because you can't fix obesity no, with a vaccine.
0: No. It, you you it have is. to become healthy. No, because it's money-driven. It's money-driven. Well, you can't tell America, don't be fat, because then that hurts every fast food chain. McDonald's. That hurts McDonald's. It's literally, that's yeah. that not the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. It's McDonald's. It's Hershey's. It's like candy. It's fast food. Yeah, as as strongly as we're saying get
1: vaccinated, we should be saying stop eating the French fries, right? You know, right. Right? we so, should say stop eating meat that isn't actually meat. Right, we've got to become healthier. And in fact, this doctor said to me the other day, uh, one of the things that COVID has reminded us is how unhealthy our society is. Right, and and I just think we have to deal with it or physically. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which way? We're unhealthy in a ways. He meant he meant physically. Yeah. Um, but, but I also think that quarantine has shown how mentally uh, um, unhealthy we are and the lack of resilience in our culture and the things we have to build within our culture. And so I think this, we should look at this moment and go, wow, we were able to do an X-ray on our cultural health and realize that as a society, one, we don't need uh, just more science. We need more faith. Yeah. We need uh, physical health. We don't just need more pleasure. We actually need discipline. We don't just, we don't need um, quarantines. We actually uh, need more um, gyms. And, you know, I mean, we we need a long term strategy toward health as a society. And it's harder. I mean, it is harder for me. As I get older, staying healthy, being in shape, Um, you know, keeping the fat off. It just gets harder. Right. And there's no way around that. But um, we need to be talking to our culture and saying, hey, this isn't just about a virus. This is about the fact that we don't have the
0: physical resilience to face the viruses that are going to come. You you could make, and not to over-spiritualize it, but you could make a biblical argument that being physically healthy is is biblical. Absolutely. You You look at you you look at so many moments in the Bible where it talks about their relationship to food, to the relationship to what they're putting inside their bodies and how it affected their spirituality, their faith, and their mentality. Daniel. And Daniel. Yeah. And his three homies. Yeah. And I think we have to elevate the
1: conversation about your you are a spiritual being inside of a physical body but your spirit is connected to the health of your body. So true. And if uh, and by the way, your mental health is also connected to your body. And I was reading the other day how one of the number one um, means of preventing Alzheimer's is actually physical exercise. And, and so all these things are interconnected. And I just love the fact that my country of El Salvador is leading the way saying, our strategy for fighting against COVID is
0: everyone get healthy. They did just get, and it's actually, it's their new national campaign. Brooke just mm-hmm. sent it to me on my phone. The, uh, they also did let China buy them a stadium. Well, you know, if you want to buy me a stadium, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm no. i let you buy we me a stadium. We let
2: crypto.com buy a stadium. Yeah.
1: Going, <laughs> wait, wait, and crypto.com.
0: Crypto.com. Yeah. Yeah. Who owns that? Like, you know, well, it's, it's not a- China, but I'm just saying, <laughs> some could say, yeah. that's a little interesting.
1: Yeah, it, but it's a beautiful
0: stadium. He <laughs> <laughs> sent me the ad campaign from El Salvador, and I sent him back the, China, the 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 it, the literally in the, the video. It's thank you, China, for this beautiful stadium, and it's a three D tour of the of the stadium they're building. Right, but our nation is in massive debt to China. Yes, so so
1: really, we gave them a stadium, <laughs> <laughs> and so we we may not see a stadium, but China is building a stadium in the United States
0: with our debt. With our debt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, this is an interesting thing. Yeah, we could go into that. Uh, so let's prepare for the future. Let's get, let's get yeah.
1: healthy in every arena. Let, um, one of the things we know through the quarantine is that we have a need for mental health. People are struggling with depression, anxiety, stress. Um, I mean, people are really facing huge mental health issues right now. So let's get mentally healthy yeah. and let's get physically healthy and you don't have to be a super athlete but you just need to work at getting healthier than you are right now and i've made that personal commitment myself and uh, um to take time to carve time out of my week every week to get uh physically healthy let's get uh, emotionally healthy let's not allow negative emotions like anger and and bitterness and jealousy and envy to begin to shape us but let's let positive emotions like you know um hope and joy and love and forgiveness shape us and let's get uh, are at the core of us, spiritually healthy. Let's uh, make sure that we're connected to Jesus at at the deepest, most intimate level. And if you're listening right now and you don't even believe in Jesus, I'm telling you, um, the health of your soul is something that you don't have the capacity to care for fully. That That's something that only God can do fully. Oh my gosh, I was just watching is it Mayor of do- Dogtown?
0: Yeah, Mayor of Dogtown. Did you watch No, no, l- no, no, no. Sorry, no. Mayor of Kingstown.
1: Sorry, Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Did you see the last episode? Yeah, of course I did. Where the girl's sitting on the floor, and she said, oh. I, I realized I've, uh, they, took a, they took my soul. They took a large of my soul and never get back. Yeah. And then she said, and so I thought about just cutting out the rest of it. You know, yeah. she was thinking about killing herself. And, and he goes, so what are you going to do? And she goes, well, I had this thought. Is it possible to grow back a soul? Wow! And when I heard that line, I I just I would I just felt arrested, uh, and I wanted to text you, but it was so late, and uh, so that you I didn't wanted to bother I did, but but <laughs> uh, we had already said goodnight. <laughs> we did, we did. We had, we had already said. Goodnight. You know. Yeah. And when she said, I thought to myself, "Is it possible to grow back a soul?" and and I wanted to go. Oh, this is exactly where so many people are. They just—they feel like their soul's been torn apart by the choices they made in the past, by the the bad decisions they've made, by the way their heart's been broken by other people. That they don't know if they have much of a soul left. Yeah. And and that's when I just wanted to scream to the whole world. And not only can your soul grow back, but Jesus can actually give you a, a new whole soul. Yeah. And uh, but it takes time for that soul to grow back. In a sense, that Jesus places. This the seed inside of this mustard seed, and and but everything necessary to grow that soul back to full health is there. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I I just wanted to jump into Mayor of Kingstown and and wanted to be a character to go yes, yeah, you're, you can grow your soul back. Don't give up on that hope.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I do think that um, it's time for for people to stop being afraid. And yes. and if you're and if you're wondering like is Aaron telling me to risk my life? Yeah, I think I am. I think two years is enough to stop living your life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's time to now start taking risks because I'm like, you know, a guy, someone, someone famous, really famous died yesterday. Bob um, Saget. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. 65 years old. Just dropped dead in a hotel. They, and, they don't know why. And I, and you are 62, so he's three. Yeah, 63. And it made me, I don't know why, but I cried in the car. I, I don't, I, 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 I'm, I, I, mourn for his family. I'm sad yeah. for his family, right? but I don't have like a personal connection to Bob Saget. Sure. I don't, I wasn't a fan of the show or him right. or anything, but a but friend was and he was posting about him. And I was like, man, if you were, you know, I'm, I'm having those conversations So there's those thoughts of life is so fragile and yeah. life is so delicate and life is, and yet we're so resilient. And so mm-hmm. it, it's such, it's such a, a paradox, right? Like yeah. the human body and the human mind and the human um, soul is so resilient and so strong, and yet we're so fragile and we can yeah. die at any given moment. So does that like, that, that in-between, that balance of, how do we live inside of the resilience that I know, we're, the strength that I know we're built in, and yet, how do we not be afraid of just dropping dead? Because I had this thought, I walked into my door when I saw it, um, I, was, I was, you know, I don't know if anyone out there does this, but I sit in my car before I go inside. I was sitting in my car, I was looking at Instagram or TikTok or something, and it, my friend had posted like Bob had passed away, and it was a photo of him and Bob and and i and I thought of you, and I was like sixty five. Like I just only totally have twenty four months left. and i mm-hmm. and how 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 hellish of a week I made last week because I was being such a terrible person of mm-hmm. unkind and and being so tough to work with and being so like, you know I needed pa- I don't know if I needed power or if I needed control. but I've realized this is I am my most unhealthy self when I need more control or I need mm-hmm. more authority or I need more power mm. and I'm the last person who should have it when I'm wanting it you know
1: <laughs> that's and, true for everyone
0: no but some people are not driven awful. by power as well, much Well, I don't <laughs> think I'm driven but I think I look i was been watching a lot of Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> and I put myself as the dragon lady I'm like would am I
2: <laughs> Calarin
0: that's not Kaleran. No, it's but her name's Daenerys. Khaleesi,
2: but you're
0: Khaleesi. Aaron, so. <laughs> that was me. But I was like, well, who am I? Am I, like, who am I in the cast? Who am I in the in the show? And, you know, we always want to be Jon Snow. We always want to be the hero. But sometimes I don't think I am. I don't think I'm the hero. I think, and you, you actually, we were talking about this last week, and I want to go into it. Um, I think I would have been Daenerys. I think Jon Snow would have... Shiv'd me <laughs> shiv me with some dragon glass and and um i'm giving away the end if you haven't watched it but uh but i well we were talking about about Harry Potter last week because mm-hmm. Harry Potter did a what is it a 20 year anniversary special yes, on HBO Max i was losing my mind
2: i cried many times i oh. was
0: sitting there weeping because looking when R- Rupert Grant looked at uh, Emma Watson and line. said, I love you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. And it was like
0: a pure love. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I'm mm. married and this is weird. It was like, I'm married and I have kids and like, I love you. Like I can look back Oh, and when go, he said to her as an, not as a, a character, <coughs> but in real life. In real life. Oh, that cross, was so moving. It was really beautiful. I was yeah. losing it. Yeah. I thought it was magical. But I asked you, I said, you know, how come, I think I was struggling with like, am I a good person or am I not a good person? Or am I an evil person? And you, you said know. you were- And I said, I don't really think I'm, going. <laughs> I said, I'm, I don't think I'm Harry, for sure I'm not Harry Potter in that story. I'm probably like Rupert Grant, like he always just kind of does the wrong thing.
1: <laughs> and or I Draco told you- Malfoy,
0: I'm like kind of evil, kind of good. And
1: I said, no, you are Harry Potter because Harry Potter was an inherently good person who had been touched by evil and it left its mark but he refused to surrender to it.
0: How insane is that, Brooke?
2: I love that Austin got you a Harry Potter ornament for Christmas. I did. <laughs> you haven't?
0: <here>? Oh my. <laughs> 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 I gave yeah. it right here.
1: It's right here. I think it's so cool. And I think the reality is, and I'm going to say this to you, but then I'm going to say it to everyone um, I've known you all your life, mm-hmm. and you've always wanted to be. A truly heroic person yeah and i remember when you were a little kid i always tell you you're my hero and then one year you're having a bad year and i didn't say that to you and you came up to me, and you said hey dad you don't you don't tell me i'm your hero anymore yeah and um and i realized that you always have had this heroic narrative in your heart but um this is all of us you see the story in the scriptures is that god created us good but we've all been touched by evil Mm. And our fight is that even when we long to be good, evil seems to want to overtake us. Mm. And the reason that Harry Potter had such a profound connection to, um, who was it? The- uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Tom Riddle. Is because Voldemort um, surrendered to evil, personified evil, mm. And he, uh, but when he touched Harry, the goodness that was inside of him was more powerful than the evil that was inside of him. <laughs> And, and th- this is to me what Jesus does; he makes sure that the good in you is more powerful than uh, whatever evil may ever touch you. He grows your soul, yeah.
0: back again, yeah. And I think those are those things, right? Like I think there's, and I, this is this has gone such a into a different place than I expected this podcast to go to, and we can end on this or end so, on something close to this. But I do think there's like there's moments in life where, like, I think whether I made the wrong choices or like decisions haunted me or behavior that I've you know, made, or not behavior I made, it, but behavior that I've, you know, I don't even know how to say that. What what am I blanking?
1: Chosen or? Yeah,
0: my behavior in the past, like, it feels like there's things in my life that have, like, severed my soul again and mm. again, and I just chose to just destroy myself again and again and again. And you don't think that in the moment, mm-hmm. right? You think, like, you think say la vie. You know, mm-hmm. you think, like, I have no regrets, or I just live my life, or I'm going to just go on a journey, or I'm just going to figure this out. And I'm having a human moment. We make all these internal excuses, right? And I think, Mm. you know, I think it's taken me a long time to really figure out like what I would have done differently as a younger person. Mm. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's lack of wisdom or like foresight or vision or understanding, or maybe it was just belief in the scriptures. Um, I don't know what it is, but I do think that this idea of like, can you regrow a soul is a question I've asked myself, you know, Mm. is the good if I were to replant myself now, would the good grow? Mm-hmm. Or would oh, would I always be something that's tainted or des- destructive, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, you know, we talk about a lot of things on here, but I think so much of it is in this foundation of, and I think as we look at 2020, we look at what we wanna do with this podcast and what we wanna do with our lives. If we don't check the soul first, if we don't go into yeah. the things of our soul and dig into it and go, what's in here? What is it growing with? What are yeah. we feeding into it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I,
1: I I just did all this blood work. And what they do when they do the blood work is they tell you, they find out what's missing. Like if you're missing vitamin D or if you're meeting, missing zinc or if you're missing, right, you know, and then the, and they'll tell you, or if you have too much of something, cholesterol or something right. like that. And I I found that now, like at my stage in life, that blood work is really helpful because I can be more focused in what I need to do to get myself in yeah. an optimal, yeah. healthy place. Yeah. But most of us don't take time to do that kind of blood work on our soul. Yeah. And to sit back and go, hey, what is it that I really need? What what are the deficiencies in my life? You know, maybe, maybe my deficiency is trust. I don't know how to trust people. I don't yeah. and I don't trust God. And yeah, yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta build the trust in my life where maybe it's um I'm I'm not good with forgiveness. I hold on to grudges and bitterness. And so like I think you can actually do a self-assessment of your own soul and sit down and go. What are the things that I'm deficient in right. that God says I need to be a healthy person? Yeah, and because I, I I do think you said two things that have to be answered. One, am I tainted forever? No. Yeah, you are made new. Yeah, and how
0: many times though? Every day he makes no, okay. everything new every morning. Yeah, but it's a hard it's a hard reality <laughs> yeah. to believe, right? It is like it's hard to 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 believe things. Are... Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Keep going, and um, and, it, and it's now.
1: interesting because Harry Harry's uh, mark of evil was on his forehead. So interesting, huh? So that everyone could see he was marked by the touch of evil, huh? But so they had to be able to look past what they saw on the surface to look into the soul of Harry Potter to know he was good. Wow! And I, I think there's a I don't know if you know um, J.K. Rowling meant all the levels of this metaphor, but they're there. Yeah. And I think it's because it's a true hum, human story. And, and I know every person that's listening has had moments in their life that they thought, I can never be good enough, or I'm never going to be whole, or I'm never going to be healed. Um, and, and it's because you're looking in the mirror and all you see is that, that mark of the, of the dark side of who you are. Right. And, uh, but I, but I want to say just to you and to everyone, um, the good wins. Yeah. Light wins over darkness love wins over hate mm. uh, like I mean Jesus wins because you're not just being made better you're being made alive and so you weren't injured and Jesus is healing you you were dead and Jesus is making you alive mm. and now you, but you're uncomfortable being alive <laughs> see you don't know what it feels like to be alive so you, you you go back to what it feels like to be dead or just to exist mm. and and once you start living Life the way you're created to live, you're going to get more and more of a feel for it. And so I've watched you. Like early on, you were sometimes seemingly unaware that you were just taking a more destructive path. Now you become aware of it so fast because you you know God is giving you more and more wisdom and 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 allowing you to see the light faster than before. Right. And you, you know, and and so the beautiful thing about the soul is that. I think so, the soul is like water in a sense. it's like. You go, can your soul be whole? It's like you can't break water. You can punch your hand in the water and it conforms around your fist. But yeah. the moment you pull the fist back out, the water pulls itself back together. You see, the moment you give up on the things that have left you broken, the moment you let them go, the moment you forgive, the moment you you trust Jesus and the moment you move toward freedom, it's like the water closes up the gap and your soul becomes whole the moment you let those things leave you. Right,
0: that's so good. Thank you. Um, I think we've kind of gone through it. Do you want to wrap this one up and then get into some questions? Yeah. Uh, and this episode. I think this
1: is a good way to you know dive into the year because um, the healthiest version of you is the version that's going to face the challenges ahead well. Right. You don't know what the challenges are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to face. You don't know what's coming. You don't know the crises. is. And so become the healthiest version of yourself mm-hmm. so that you can
0: face whatever's coming your way. I love that. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining me, Dad, for this one. And, and I'm so grateful we get to do this together. I love this, this conversation. I have too. I, this is the second episode of the year. Mm-hmm. What episode is this, Austin? 116. This is episode 116, which is exciting. Right. We're going to keep doing this. And I think as we build this, we want to add more features. I don't know. We've got to build out this world of battle ready. Um, follow us on the Instagram, check us out on YouTube, Apple podcast, and Spotify and rate and review this podcast. If you post about it, follow us on Instagram. We have a TikTok now. I have done nothing on the TikTok, but we're going to do some things on the TikTok. Um, we're going to drive content daily. It's day. not on the TikTok. It's just TikTok.
1: Did I say the TikTok? You said the TikTok. Now you're being like an old person. I'm an
0: old person now.
1: <laughs> we're going to be on I'm the so TikTok. glad I got to catch you on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always say, Dad, don't add a the in front of everything. No, you add S. S.
0: I add an S. That's I'll right. i see you at Erwan's. I'll see you at what do you say like what was the other thing you said what was the well, there was another thing that you the said
1: the TikTok that's what we're going to focus on
2: everyone says Barnes and Nobles
1: yeah Barnes and Nobles, Nobles. it's Barnes and Nobles
2: Barnes and Noble so
1: Barnes Aaron, and Aaron's going to make
0: sure he starts posting on the TikToks the TikToks <laughs> and the Instagrams <laughs> and, uh, okay we'll see you next week every right. Friday we're dropping every Friday here we go check it out bye